A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, welcome to Red Men TV, it's the build-up show, it's Liverpool versus Bayern Munich, Champions League, what? Sounds uh, good that, doesn't it? It does sound really, really good. Um, the man you hear and see, if you're watching the video version, there is Mr Chris Pajak, James Redman and Chris Williams joining me for this as well. Um, but yes, Chris, hi. Hi mate. Good. I am. Mm. Um, Champions League. It's back. I can't wait mate. I've almost forgotten that it's a thing, you know, I've gotten used to it not being in my life now, we've been so focused on the league. That it's like, oh, hello, it's the last 16 of the Champions League against a massive team. Box. I know, and you know what? We've been starting games and doing build-up shows for the likes of Leicester and West Ham going to the biggest game of the season. I'm not sure this is. No. Which is mad, isn't yeah. it? Because it's Bayern Munich in the last 16 of the Champions League, and yet it's a welcome break from the pressures <laughs> of the Premier League, yeah. to be honest with you, and Leicester at home, yeah. which is mad, isn't it? Yeah. But I think we can play with a little bit of freedom against Bayern Munich. I'm relishing it. I can't wait to get to the ground and, and show me support for the lads because, you know, this Champions League campaign's been a bit up and down, hasn't it? You know, we've been absolutely terrible away from home mm. but at Anfield I think it's been nearly 29 times okay. something like that since we've been beaten in European competition so we've been making it a bit of a fortress just like the Premier League and I can't wait to see what Bayern Munich turn up and more importantly what Liverpool turn up I mean James this is this is what it's about isn't it you know we I, it, I've talked about this a few times recently a year ago we were you know we played Porto away and we were all kind of bricking ourselves because we, we talked Porto up massively. It's a year on, having made the final, and we're now in a, in a league title race, and we're all largely, I think, looking at Bayern Munich, and not like arrogantly, not cockily or whatever, yeah. but with actual excitement, like uh, this is going to be a great game, yeah. and we've got every chance of coming out on top. This is why you, you, know, you want to be in the Champions League, you want to face the big teams, yeah. and you know if you'd asked me personally in the group stage, oh, who do you want when you go into the... Like, I wouldn't have asked for the team like Porto, but you know... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have asked for a team like that again because I want to face the best teams and I want to make memories. And, you know, obviously the league is the main priority. All the more, this is more fun yeah. uh, for Liverpool fans. You know, it's not as much stressful. Whereas last season, like you said, for Porto, that was just stress because we're not facing a world-class team. So if you lose, it's just it's crap, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. so, yeah, and that's point. exactly what it is. But when you face Bayern Munich, you get to see your team go against one of the best teams in the world and see how they can, um, how much progression they've truly shown and where they you know rank when it comes to facing other belter teams. I know. I mean, Chris, I completely agree with that. We've added, we've missed the generation of top European sides by not being in this competition, you know, and we've, 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 We've started to see more and more than we've fared, you know, up and down a bit, a bit of times. But you know, Bayern Munich are one of them. There's just something so, it's just a, it's a proper prestige yeah. tie. 
Yeah, it is. So if you're going to lump Bayern Munich into a, a, a pot with other teams, it would be Real Madrid and Barcelona, yeah. I think. And then outside of that, you've got everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but they're not the force they once were. So Liverpool probably face them at a good time. Maybe would have been better two months ago. But yeah, you're right. This time last year, I mean, we were all scared about Porto. But that was the start of what we went on to see. We blew Porto away. Yeah. And, then, and then that was it then, wasn't it? We were all the way to Kiev. Why do, why, sorry, why do you say that it's not a good time? I think Liverpool fans in general will understand that there's probably a little bit of ageing in that squad, but they've still got good youngsters coming through, haven't they? Oh, yeah, they have. So if we would have gone back to November time, September, November, that's when they hit their, their rut. They drew against their um, local rivals, Augsburg in the derby, and then they lost twice back-to-back um, against Hertha Berlin and Borussia Mönchengladbach. That would have been a great time because there was a lot of pressure. There was some discontent in the squad. Kovac was getting it from all, all angles in the press. Um, but they went on a bit of a run after that and they've only lost once since then. Um, and they are in the ascendancy, two points behind, but they played a game more. So they're, they're definitely in an ascendancy where two months ago Liverpool were, were in their own ascendancy and, and off the back of the uh, Leicester and West Ham game. Obviously, the performance against Bournemouth, you'd hope, has pushed Liverpool back. You've got to hope in some regards, though, that that plays into our hands. We talk about buying all the time. It, the league has been a procession so many times for them. I mean, that can work both ways, because you can say, well, if you're not... Like, PSG works against PSG often, doesn't it? It's, it'd be interesting, because they, they can't necessarily preface one over the other. You know, it'd be an, It's an embarrassment for Bayern not to win the league. So they've got, you know, they've, they've very much got to keep an eye on, but the same way as we have, so it's not like they can come into this game going, oh, well, all right, all of our eggs are going in the Champions League basket. So I think it's, it's, an, it's an exciting one for me. And, um, well, Chris, while, while, while we've got you, of course, you're our, you're our Bundesliga experts as, as much as, as uh, of anyone who ever comes into this building, <laughs> certainly. Um, they had a bit of a wobble against Augsburg again, didn't they? Yeah, the, yeah, they Friday did. Friday night. Yeah, and that's, that's a derby, so... You know, you take any derby game, Liverpool, Everton, uh, Man City, Man United. There's always going to be a little bit of a, a, a maybe off form. Mm-hmm. You know, you just go on on the night. But yeah, they leaked a goal inside of 13 seconds, and it was it was a poor goal. So anything like that tomorrow night, I think, will work against them. But they clawed it back. They went behind again, two one behind, and then one three two. But um, yeah, they're very good at going forward. Not particularly good at the back at the moment. Um, Hummels is showing his age. He's never been blessed with speed, but. Um, he's definitely showing his age now. But you're quite right, they have got exciting forwards. So uh, Kingsley Coman should be fit. Uh, Serge Gnabry, they've got Leon Goretzka playing there. Um, James Rodriguez, of course, Thiago. And then you've got the wing-backs as well, Alaba and Kimmich, who, who can play well. But it's just, they're not as rigid as they were at the back at one point. Um, and I think that's a mixture of Hummels and Boateng not playing particularly well together. Sula's very good. Um, but obviously, like Virgil van Dijk, he can't do everything on his own. He needs someone next to him of similar quality. Yeah, well, his name was dropped there, Chris. We might as well talk about it. No Virgil van Dijk for this one. I think it's the one the one thing that's been keeping us probably awake at night about this game. I, I, I agree with all the sentiments. I think it is going to be fun. I'm, ex- I'm very much excited for this game. But it would be a touch blase of us to think that everything is going to go our way in the absence of van Dijk. That's... That's the difference in levels between him and everything else we've got available to him. It is, and listen, I think, you know, the, the injury to Dejan, I think Klopp's come out and said he's not going to be fit for start of the game. He might make the bench if he doesn't. You might see someone like a Keanu Hoover make the make the squad as well. Um, 
it's going to be difficult for us. You know, Matip's the only recognised centre-half that's going to be fit for the game. You'd expect probably Fabinho, having played it a couple of times already, to slot in ahead of him, but uh, alongside him, sorry, but it's ahead of him that the worry is for me is because Fabinho's really made that centre-midfield position his own over the last couple of months, hasn't he? And, you know, I don't want to... Particular, I don't think the players ahead of them are bad. I think Henderson, Wijnaldum and Keita could play there and have a good game. But I think Fabinho takes that midfield up a level. So not only is your defence weakened by Virgil van Dijk, but your midfield's weakened as well, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And James, that, that's, that's the issue we've got. We're, we're capable, God. You know, it's, oh dear, we've got to put Fabinho in as our fifth choice centre-half. Mm. Um, there's worse situations to yeah. be in. I remember, you know, you're probably too young, but I remember Satiris Kiriakos. Um, the I remember but, him. I did not say his name. But but Chris is right. That's the, you really want to come into these games with the, your best foot forward kind of thing, and it will be a loss losing Fabinho from that midfield. Now it's not it's not a catastrophic one because Jordan Henderson's absolutely yeah. absolutely capable. Genie Van Alden's capable. And we're just starting to see Cater. Cater coming up against the Bundesliga team, yeah, I think I bodes well in that know, regard. Yeah. So we we we're certainly fine, but I think Chris has probably got a point there. That it would be lovely to see Fabinho really go in there and dominate that midfield. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's just one of those things. You you can't always have what you want, and in these situations, you have got to kind of improvise and you know truly go into your squads and see what they can do. Um, Fabinho's done a solid job at, at the back before. Um, that was with Van Dijk, but. You know, Matip is a good centre-half again. He's been in the Bundesliga before as yeah. well. Um, so, I, th- I think, even though it's not the best-case scenario, you know, especially with Chris saying about how they're on form now as well, and it would have been best to face them, like, two months ago, I think... Wasn't an option. Yeah, exactly. That's the, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's now that we have to yeah. worry about, and, it, and we've got to focus on that. I think our back line can still hold them off at least you know it's still good enough to not concede three goals four goals whatever it's good enough to still get a clean sheet it's good enough to only concede one goal and we've certainly still got the attack to outscore them which is very important in this game the interesting thing for me is Klopp's got a couple of ways that he can work it now I think back to the Crystal Palace game in the league when Shaqiri was taken out of the team and Marnie was put over on that right hand side and I felt that at the time Marnie was put over there to help James Milner who was playing right back because he works a little bit harder. Now, he could do something like that, where you, you make it a little bit more industrious ahead of them to help the defence out a little bit, or you could do what he did against Bournemouth, where I think Klopp then opted for Salah on the right-hand side to pin their full-back and stop those overlaps. And, and so it's like, uh, do you attack more to, to help the defence out, or do you defend a little bit deeper? I, you know what I mean? And I, I, I've got a feeling that, because it's a big Champions League game, I think Klopp just goes, trouble them. And that will be our first line of defence. I, I completely agree on that because I think there's very much a. It's all well and good providing solidity for the defence, but the defence is makeshift. The defence can make it. You know, you can you can pack the midfield. You can you can go four two three one. You can put two older mids in front if we want, and we can look to be more tight. And it only takes Fabinho to be slightly inexperienced, lose sight of Lewandowski, and then you're you're having to turn a fixture around. I, I agree. I think that, I think the fact that we've gone back to four three three in the last couple of, in the last couple of weeks was a great hint of how we're likely to approach. For not just this one, but, you know, Man United and Bayern Munich again and Everton on the horizon. I think that's the way that he'll look to play each of them. And I think when you look at Bayern Munich and the way that they like to play football, they like those overlaps with the wing-back and the wingers cutting inside, don't they? And, you know, they're all about crossing it into Lewandowski. We know his qualities. That's going to be an area where you'd think Virgil van Dijk could 
eat that up all day. But will Fabinho and will Matip be able to deal with that? Well, let's make sure that those fullbacks don't have it as easy going forwards and let's pin them back a little bit. That's how I think Klopp will approach it anyway. What about you, Chris? 4-3-3? Yeah, it would be 4-3-3 for me. Um, and that's purely based on how we did last season in the Champions League with a 4-3-3. It, yeah. You know, put the wind up. Well, it put the wind up Porto. It outdid Manchester City. It tore apart Roma in the first leg. Yeah. Um, and it would have done wonders in the final had there not been an injury to Salah. So yeah. I think whilst he's been gone on to 4-2-3-1, uh, so, yeah, for the for the Premier League, that's because teams like to sit deep against Liverpool because they know what they can do. Generally, if you're playing in the Champions League, you're playing a higher class of opponent who aren't really bothered what you, yeah. what you can do. It's yeah. about what we can do to you. Yeah. And Bayern will know, and, and Niko Kovac will know how good Liverpool are going forward. He'll know how good Klopp is tactically. But he'll also go, well, I've got Coman, I've got Gnabry, I've got Goretzka, I've got Thiago, I've got Kimmich, I've got Alaba. You know, I've got Lewandowski in the middle. I don't need to worry about Liverpool. Liverpool need to worry about How me. How do Liverpool deal with Goretzka? Because he's a man in form at the moment, isn't he? You know, a, a true box-to-box yeah, midfielder yeah, who's scoring goals over the last few weeks. So how do you think Liverpool will deal with his threats? Well, obviously they won't man-to-man mark him, but the whole pressing element's going to have to be ready to, you know, when they press on him or those around him, they're going to have to make sure that he's not left um, on his own, if we look at the goal Crystal Palace scored at Anfield, where it was just a little bit of a, um, the, the press wasn't quite yeah. right, and they broke and scored a fantastic goal. Um, and Bayern have got the capability to do that, so everybody's got to be on the game. And you mentioned earlier, you know, we've got Fabinho in the centre back. If he makes a little mistake, well, that if that mistake gives someone like Goretzka half a yard, that'll soon get turned into two to three. But it's it's going to be a fascinating game, this. and I don't think it's going to be good for anyone's heart either. <laughs> um, but no matter what happens tomorrow night, the the um, the second leg can be exactly the same. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's 3-3 because it could be 3-3 over there. So I, th- I think the hope is, and I say this is, this is a madly counterintuitive, like, but I, I want them to look at us and go, OK, no Van Dijk, here's our best chance. Is our mm. best chance of getting something from this game and come out and look to get us and it gives us that chance. We saw it in Europe playing on the counter attack. We, we just don't get to play like that in the Premier League anymore because nobody nobody attacks us. Everyone comes in, sits deep, gets men behind the ball and gives us the ball and goes, go on, figure this out. I um, I really hope Bayern Munich have that a little bit of arrogance and they should have arrogance because they're a phenomenal team. Well, if they do, then they've been exposed in the last few weeks. They're exposed against... I mean, you can go all the way back to Dusseldorf against 3-3. They're exposed by Augsburg last week, by Leverkusen, did it a couple of weeks ago, tore them apart 3-1. And that's because they didn't have a plan B to sit back and frustrate. They just wanted to attack and on a team that's better in a transition and then they just get picked off at the moment. So that's maybe Liverpool's plus point that they're faster in transition. Absolutely. I uh, I, I looked at Lewandowski's stats. I wish I hadn't. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it does make good reading. Yeah, for 25 like, goals, 11 assists and 30 all comps, which is like, OK, yeah, yeah. Yeah, eight and six in the Champions League. Um, but this is, is the top score in the group stages as well. No, he, he's having ah. a bad season in Germany, in inverted commas. <laughs> so, it's like 30. What did they want from him? Yeah. More, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is, again... James, this is what this is what it's about, though, isn't it? Again, you know, I'm I'm just excited to see him because this is the this is a true test of this side. It's all well and good coming up against you know the lads that you see on a week to, on a week to week basis. We know Lewandowski's amazing, but I want to I I want to see how amazing yeah. he is because if we're if we're amazing, which we think we are, then 
we we should be able yeah. to handle them now again. Not no, not having Van Dyke does does still leave me with a a, a, a tingling mm. fear there somewhat. Like, but no, this is this is, again. This is the point of the Champions yeah. League. I, when you see Arsenal playing against whoever, the, Bate Borisov was yeah. it? Yeah. Nah, mate. Not see, that's, for me. that's not exciting. Like, exactly. That's not fun. Exactly. This is fun. Yeah. This is like fantasy stuff. Do you know what I mean? You don't get to see your team go against players like Lewandowski all the time. You hear him always being talked about because of how good he is and the fact he bags in goals every week. But you don't get to see how your team does against a player like that. And it's good to see. Or, or it's. It's good that we're going to see how our team reacts to a team like Bayern Munich and that's why I can't wait for it and that's why this is better, in my opinion anyway, than any other game that we could have got. Obviously, you can get, like, you know, this Real Madrid, this Barcelona, sure. but you don't want a small team, you don't, or at least I don't anyway. I did. I always do. Like, <laughs> and that's fair enough. I agree with the least resistance. I'm and always you know what? There is going to be people that do want smaller teams and that's absolutely understandable, but for me, I like the fantasy of it and I love seeing us go against the best players. We've met, to be fair, we've missed these players, you know, being at the Champions League for three or four years and seeing Lionel Messi and Cristiano mm. Ronaldo, we've missed the opportunity to see these lads live consistently because mm. we weren't in the competition. Okay. So it's that's what it's about for me as well. Yeah. You know, I, I, as much as I'd rather see them in the final yeah. only, um, <laughs> you know, we've not seen Lewandowski with my own two eyes. No, no, no. The thing is, it, it's it's all about the challenge. It's about the experience. You know, the lads have got the experience of going to the the, the Champions League, but. The, I want I want Trent Alexander Arnold coming up against everyone. I yeah. want him to play all the best players in the world because he's young enough that he's only going to get better for the experience. Even if he has a bad time at times for it, same with the defense, the goal, all these things, you you it caused you to raise your level. And you know, no disrespect to the to the Portos and whatever of this world, like, but. There are there are levels to this stuff. There's a reason why Porto, you know, similar to in 2005. To be fair, there's a reason why them winning the European Cup under Jose Mourinho was such a like an yeah. earth shattering thing. Yeah. It's because it's not me it's not meant to happen. You know, there's been a European elite for too long, and if we want to crack back into it, then you know, this is we, we talked about a bit last season how it, there's, I think there's a bit of a change in the guard coming in Europe. Real Madrid are, on, are not what they once were. Bayern Munich not once they, what what they once were. Everyone fears us. Juventus yeah. have what got another maybe this season before they're going to have to start re may, having a major rethink um, and presumably building their entire team around Aaron Ramsey at the price they're paying for him. Um, uh -huh. So, no, we're young, hungry, fast, dynamic, and we've got loads of players who, again, who are, not, who are going to be not only as good next season, but loads better. So, yeah, yeah and this is the type them. of game where it's it's one of those that you can look back at in five, ten years and be like, oh, do you remember that game when Trent had Lewandowski in his back, back pocket all game and he was like an upcomer? Yeah. It's one of those games you don't have them against teams like Porto, in my opinion. Yeah, no, completely agree with that. Um, we're going to come up to preferred 11s in a moment before we do a little break. I was lucky enough to speak to Bill, journalist Kai, about Bayern Munich this week. Have a little listen. How are Bayern Munich? Because obviously they've been so dominant. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm no great follower of the, of the, of the Bundesliga, but you... You, you can see, you've said it yourself, they're, they're just champions all the time. You know, pretty much going back to, to, to when Klopp actually broke a little bit of that, yeah. uh, that hold. Yeah. Um, the, the, the general outside feeling is that by, this is a Bayern Munich side, though, that might be a little bit on, on the wane, it might be on the way down, yeah. it's starting to, starting to reach the, the, the limit of its powers. Is that, would you say that's true? It's absolutely, that's absolutely true. You can see that this year. Um, I think they've been just... They've been just they've been just relying <clears throat> on their strength for too long because mm -hmm. they were dominating the Bundesliga for six or seven years with a team that Pep Guardiola built and that lasted for quite a while and they missed they completely missed the chance to build a new team because with the, with the dominant players like Robben and Ribéry 
uh, dominating the team. They never really found someone to replace them yeah. in the long run. Uh, so they're now still relying on these players that are injury prone, that are maybe past the peak of their career. And well, this, this might be the lucky situation where a team that was built together much more clever yeah. uh, with a new coach who's got a fantastic idea might might become champion for the first time in seven years, eight years now. There you go. Get on the full version there on the TV.com. Sign up. It's free for the first month. It's just £5 a month thereafter. We've got all your build-up covered and we've got all your post-match covered and everything in between as well. Um... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Preferred 11s. Shock. Uh, everyone's gone for the same <laughs> preferred 11. Um, I dre- Second time this season? You know what we should have done? We should have just done preferred bench and seen if we had any variation <laughs> whatsoever on this. Um, but then again, you can have that many subs. It's, just, it's everyone else, isn't it? Um, Chris Williams... I'll, I'll talk you through because you're, you're, you know, you are, you are the, the real, the real guest here today. With the greatest respect to James, you're in a bit more regular. Um, it's all right. It's you got Alison, Trent, <laughs> Matip, Fabinho, Robbo, Hendo, Gini, Keita, Salah, Firmino, Mane, four-three-three. The, the only question, and we all did the same thing, by the way. Fabinho just straight swap in for Van Dijk on the as the left side of centre half in this one. Yeah, I think it is um, because. You'd expect Matip to play on the right side next to Trent where he knows or where he'll have trained to. And it's it's who's going to take the Van Dyke role and it's either going to be Fabinho or Henderson, isn't it? So it depends. As you said earlier, you're taking something out of that midfield if you think back to the um, game against Red Star Belgrade at home. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where Fabinho really came out of his yeah. shell and introduced himself as the player that Liverpool paid all the money for. 
maybe Henderson and him swap, but on the whole, I'd probably think that he put Jordan Henderson in a role where he was most familiar with. Because, I mean, God forbid he makes a mistake, he would be hounded, yeah. you know, not only by commentators, I but across the internet. I don't think internet. Henderson would be... I don't, think, I don't think that would make Henderson blink, if I'm honest, which I think is a testament to his character. But I, I, I agree, it's a, it's a possibility. It's the least likely of the possibilities. And I, I guess on the balance of... Strength. If there was some sort of like percentage shot, which I'm sure football manager would do for us if we could be if we could be asked, you to take Fabinho out of midfield would lower the level of midfield, but not as much as it lowers the. He's just a better centre half than Henderson. Isn't he? For me, he's just taller. Yeah. You know, Lewandowski's a great header of the ball, probably one of the best in world football. So having a taller lad in there is probably sound for and me. And if he's going to be, the, you know, you're looking for him to be composed. He's got. He doesn't lack. He's the played that role twice as well. Yeah. You know, remember. I know, I know Dejan got injured in the fourth minute against Wolves, but Fabinho started on the left-hand side with Dejan mm-hmm. in the side. You know what I mean? So I imagine he'll start on the left-hand side with Matip in there as yeah. well. Um, so for me, you know, he played there a couple of times. He's good on the ball. He's comfortable. We'd lose something in Virgil's passing as well, I think, in this game. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're all talking about Virgil in the descent, a defensive sense, but Fabinho's got a great range of passing, as has Jordan, but I just feel like... He's going to come out and meet the ball a lot more, a bit more like Virgil van Dijk than Jordan Henderson, who might just sit off a little bit more. And when you've got, in my opinion, quite a passive defender like Joel Matip alongside him, you want a bit more of an aggressive front foot defender alongside him in Fabinho. Yeah, that's that's my one concern about this. This is a pair, and though is I think they're both... I mean, it's not a concern with van Dijk because he's just perfect, isn't he? He's a perfect human being. Um, Lovren's a big miss for this game for me. Jay's, yeah. you know, as much as people can criticise him, and people always will, and, he, and he's not—he's not above criticism because he does have so many. He does have the occasional rick in him, of course. But I feel like he thrives on this, you know, being the hero centre half. And as Chris said, Matip is one of them. I, I like Matip, and I think if you're charged with having possession of the football, I think Matip's a, a, a perfectly good centre half to have in that situation. But I, I, I like Dejan's aggress, uh, you know, his aggression. I like the fact that he just loves the challenge. He yeah. loves go, getting up for the big headers. That responsibility is actually going to have to fall on Fabinho, I think, to, as Chris says, to be the guy who who is the angry guy, the guy who's throwing his body on the line. Yeah, Lovren's one of them. He, he'll just kick it in the face as long as he gets the ball back. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's not. He, do, he really doesn't care. He, he just wants to get that ball away and get our team on the attack. Um, Fabinho and Matip, more dynamic defenders, you know, like to keep hold of the ball and pass. And if that's the approach that we're going to take, then that's fine. We've got the perfect pair in there. Yeah. Um, but, well, that bar Van Dijk. But um, Lovren, you know, like Chris said before, about Lewandowski being so good with his headers, Lovren would, would really at least challenge him and try and match him for every header that he tries to get because yeah. that's just the type of defender Lovren I think is. Lovren's got two aims whenever he goes into a game of football one is to, you know to, to be aggressive and the other is to cut his head in some way so he can wear a, like, you know, a band over it he's the type of defender that he yeah, is he, yeah, want, he wants blood, he wants blood and, pouring out of yeah. him that's what Lovren wants when he takes to the field he wants yeah. to be that hero who will put his head on the line that and, his, if he, and if his Instagram is to be believed he wants to just boot his brother in the stomach on, on, on beat each other these like three. That was a naughty did. kick that though. It was you very, know, very that looks yeah. painful. Yeah, they just took his brother out. Follow him on Instagram. Not seen it, no. No, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's when he's on his holiday over the summer and he's like challenges his brother, just two of them in just in shorts, kicking a footy round, and his brother comes at him and he basically just just kicks him in the Oh, it's brilliant. I, I would highly, I would highly, rec- it'll be, it'll be floating around. Highly recommended. It. It's, yeah, it is, it is naughty. Um, so no, yeah, but no love and ultimately uh, Trent being back kisses is a, is a 
huge. Potentially, potentially big. Now again, this is the uh, issue that shouldn't be underestimated. He's not played. You know, he came on. He came on the other week off, off the bench at the end and looked very bright. He's, He's been in training, yeah, uh, twice. You know, he had very, very good opportunities in and around the box. He, um, it's a big game for him to come back into, though. You know, having not having not played a competitive footy really for a month. We've all seen interviews with Trent over the last two years, and these are the type of challenges that he relishes. You know, Man United away. I mean, you know, his first big game in the Premier League, and it's Man United away. So this is the type of game that he lives for. This is the type of game that he puts that shirt on to, to appear in. And I think Trent will be sound in this game. I think, obviously, I think he's the best right-back at the club full stop when everybody's fit. He's a much better fit at right-back than James Milner. James Milner's actually interesting for me is because none of us have put him into the side. Mm. You know, and, and I think what we've seen in the Champions League this season is that James Milner's been playing in the middle of the park. You know, so, you know, we've all gone Henderson, Gini Wijnaldum, Naby Keita. But could it be as it's as it's tended to be, Henderson, Genie Wijnaldum, and James Milner? Yeah, it's a possibility. I think the big hope, and I, w- I wonder, Chris, whether we've been Klopp's actually referenced playing Cater into form in the last couple of weeks, and whether he's just had this on his mind because that's what's been lacking. You know, four three three, we've played largely in the Champions League, particularly the way from one. We've looked terrible at times play, yeah. playing it. Everyone's reference not having bought that Oxley Chamberlain replacement or missing Oxley Chamberlain and Nabil Fakir, yada yada yada. There's a, there's a weight of responsibility on on that midfield to be the driving link between themselves and, and the front three. And Cater's just it just feels like it's maybe it might not be this game where he announces himself kind of thing, but it feels far more likely than maybe it did three weeks ago. Yeah, and obviously he's had injuries throughout. I mean, you think all the way back to summer when he hurt his neck sleeping on a plane and. Things haven't gone right for him. Yeah. Um, he'd been taken off after getting kicked in a hip um, on a game, but he's played against United. He played well last game um, against Bournemouth. You know, he'd been playing very well. Even in the games he's played and he hasn't featured in so much, he's, he's had maybe a good 15, 20 minutes. And you're right, it's not the player that we thought we were going to get, but different players adapt. Not everyone's going to be Mohamed Salah and come in and, you know, and change the course of a football club inside of 12 months. But I've got the feeling that if he plays... This, in, in this first leg, he's at home, it's familiar surrounding for him. He's playing a familiar opponent yeah. who we got the better of at times. Okay, he's been sent off against them, probably forget about that bit. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, a, it's a similar high level football that he can play. Um, and I hope for his own confidence sake that he can announce him in this game because he looks like a player that's playing on confidence. And if he's low on it, he's not having a particularly good game. I don't think it helps sometimes from the groans you get around the ground if he yeah. makes a mistake. And I know Klopp is often referencing that. And you can even see him turn around at times and look at the main stand when there's a groan or two. But I'm hoping this game is, is the one where Naby Keita comes into his four because he could... If he can deliver anything he did, like in his first season at RB Leipzig, we'll all be thrilled. Yeah, and and the, I mean the alternative to that, Chris, is that with them knowing him and knowing the threat he brings, it could actually be one of those things that opens the pathway for Genie Van Alden to have another one of those performances. Yeah, it could well. do. Like, but I don't think knowing Kaiser is a particularly good thing. It's just knowing to expect the unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to deal with that? You, you think yeah. sometimes he's going to go right and he turns left, or he'll turn left three times to turn right. I mean, I never know what Naby is going to do when he picks the ball up, and I like that he's an enigma on the football field. But you're right. I mean, they know that Naby Kaiser 
is a great player that they had to deal with him when he was at Leipzig. Maybe it does free up Gini Wijnaldum. And we saw, you know, against Bournemouth that four times Gini Wijnaldum picked the ball up in their box during that game. You know, he can be that box-to-box midfielder that we probably see a little bit more for Holland in the attacking sense than we've seen for Liverpool this season. But these are these are lads who I think, you know, I think Naby Keita's on the cusp of starting a, a run of form where we'll look at him and go, that's why we paid the money. Gino Wijnaldum's been playing well all season. It wouldn't surprise me if he is a difference maker in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, OK, then, we're going to come towards an end there. Chris Williams, what's your score prediction for this one? 3-2. Ooh. Go ahead. <laughs> and then, yeah, go oh, yeah but then, then the same in the Alliance as well. I think we're going to go the whole way in this fixture. Okay. We're going to go all the way to spot right. kicks. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh this is going dangerous. Oh, that's crazy. Come on, that's where you go. Two nil. Okay. Two cool. uh, one. Liverpool, but we go behind. Oh wow. Okay. Four nil Liverpool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I have some of what he's having? Whatever. Why not? Why not? Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I, there's no basis I think that's your that most guest score prediction this season. 5-0 then, sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your second most guest. 6-1. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. Twice I, you've done that. Th- yeah, there'll be something where, no, I, I think that's probably, I think they'll score. Um, but I, I do feel like... If we, if For us be, in a 4-0. Yeah, why not? I, know, I, do, I do think they'll. I do think they'll get an away goal, which is what's going to make it interesting. I just think. I just feel like we're ready to do something. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd, if, if I had a choice between it being this game or United, I'd, I'd rather just go out and absolutely wipe the floor with Man United at Old Trafford, of course. Like, but we're really good. I don't see why I should have to choose at this point. So let's just, <laughs> I choose. To, I choose for us to batter. You know the Manchester United of Germany and the the Bayern Munich of England in the next in the next. Well, Chris has decided you know, we're having pens. Nice one. That's bloody hell, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, did it again. have you decided what end we're going to be kicking at in the in the second leg yet? No, not yet. No. <laughs> but pens against pen, the Liverpool, the the penalty kings against against a German team is fascinating. It's going to be like. 50 all in pens, isn't it, at some point? Um, great, let us know your score prediction in the comments uh, below and your preferred 11s as well. Um, make sure you get over to redmentv.com and sign up, as I say, for the um, Newsroom podcast, uh, the podcast I did with uh, with Bill and a whole host of other amazing things as well. Other than that, thank you very much, gents. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cannot wait for this game. I hope the same goes for you too. If you go in the game, we'll see you there. If not, we'll see you soon. Ta-da. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.